Good day and welcome to Dr. Ken Wani's personal thoughts on leadership, education, faith, women, entrepreneurship, career and business growth, where she provides an avenue for individuals to listen and learn. Her podcast will provide understanding and guidance and help you become all you are meant to be. So hello everyone. Um, Happy New Year. <laughs> this is our very, very first um, podcast this year. We thank God um, for bringing us into this new year. It's going to be an awesome one in Jesus' mighty name. And I have with me today on this podcast a friend, a sister, (laughs) someone that I'm so excited to introduce to us today. Her name, I'm sure you've seen her on social media. She's probably you know given a talk somewhere that you've been you've been a part of and her name is mrs josephine aligwekwe how are you mrs aligwekwe i'm very well thank you kenny for having me oh it's amazing (laughs) to have you today josephine so i'm just going to read a very short bio of course you you know that you have the very long one that actually talks about all the things you've done but I'm just going to keep it very short and sharp for this particular purpose. So, Mrs. Josephine Aligwekwe has over 27 years of work experience across various disciplines, ranging from strategic branding, corporate communication, PR marketing, reputational management, mergers and acquisitions. Her experience cuts across various sectors, such as banking, insurance, entertainment, media, technology, and so on. She's an excellent communicator. You're going to see that in a minute. (laughs) An excellent communicator, a seasoned speaker and facilitator. Mrs. Aligwekwe champions the impact of coaching, counseling, and mentoring in corporate environments. She has a PGD in theology. Hmm, pastor. (laughs) (laughs) She has a PGD in theology and self-leadership. She's a certified advanced, she has a certified advanced diploma in psychology. She has a certified diploma in anxiety management. She is a certified Christian counselor and certified neuro-linguistic programming master coach, amongst other accomplishments. Mrs. Aligwekwe is passionate about mentoring and empowering youths as well as women. So we just want to welcome you once again, Josephine. It's an honor to have you here today. Thank you, Kenny, for having me today. (laughs) You're welcome. All right, so let's go into the business of today. We're going to be looking at overcoming anxiety. And I'm sure um, at this point in time in in the world with COVID-19 and so many other changes, you know, um, that have accompanied COVID-19, I'm positive you will agree that It's a very important topic right now. And it cuts across. It cuts across students in schools. 
you know um it cuts across families people have lost loved ones the trauma of um maybe having covid-19 the fear of what you know could um come with having covid-19 you know and so many other things it's just so much stress all around us and um i believe it's timely to really look at this issue of anxiety you know let me like, i'll say for example i remember was it um 2020 i think about that time that covid-19 you know started and i got locked up you know in um when i said lock was i was under the lockdown so i was locked <laughs> up <laughs> i was locked down in the us and it wasn't part of the plan i had gone to do one or two things you know um i had a program so i got to study i thought i'll be there for like a month or so and then all of a sudden they were going to you know lock down shut the airport and i found myself stuck in the us by myself and two of my my children my husband was here and our first son and it was a terrible traumatic time for me because you know everything and that was just when covid started i i would just be in the room panic attacks you know anxiety <laughs> at night to sleep was a problem and i thank ah i thank god honestly just it's amazing to have christ it was just god that helped me you know with my thoughts you know he would say to me those are not your thoughts then mm-hmm. i'm having any i know anxious thoughts i'm worried you know i i cannot forget those that sentence those are not your thoughts mm-hmm. and you know god was able to work help me work you know through the anxiety and all that and today you know all is well that ends well to the glory of god amen so, i'm going to be saying that you know so anxiety seems normal i don't know you're going to tell me at their times <laughs> you know because it's almost like there are times that at one time or the other you might get anxious so does is it right to say everyone feels anxious at different points in time in their lives you know can we avoid anxiety totally <laughs> well, Kenny, you've kind of said it all indeed. Anxiety is actually normal. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, we all experience anxiety one word or other. I mean, for example, when, when I received your invite to come and speak, I went through my own bit of anxiety. Um, despite what people think, every time I have to go out and speak or give a presentation, you know, I tend to get a little bit anxious. I eventually get there, but I do get a little bit anxious. So indeed, everyone actually experiences anxiety or feels anxious at various points um in our lives. Mm. You know, um to to put a little bit of context to anxiety, it's good to define what it is. So, anxiety is really how our body responds to situations it sees or interprets. as a threat or as threatening mm. and like you asked you know can it actually be avoided totally no we can't we can't avoid anxiety all right it is our mind jumping in to protect us mm. so on its own anxiety is actually not a bad thing 
It's actually mm. a good thing. Because when you think about it, if you don't get anxious, for example, you might make a wrong decision and start driving too fast. I'm using that as an example when you're on the road or for example, not pay your bills. All right. So anxiety kind of helps us sometimes to make the right decisions. So on its own, it's really not a bad thing. But like everything in life, if it becomes excessive, then, mm. you know, an issue would arise. So, so that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Because that takes me to the next question, which is, um, can it cause other sicknesses? Can it lead to, you know, medical conditions if one is not able to, you know, get a rain over their you know, anxieties? Um, it actually can, you know, and like I said, everything in life, if you do it in excess, it becomes detrimental to our well, well-being. So when you look at anxiety as well, it can actually lead uh, to one manifesting various physical or emotional or cognitive symptoms. So for example, the headaches that we have sometimes could be based could be as a result of anxiety. Some of the chronic pains that a lot of us go through could be as a result of anxiety. Your weakened immune system is something that sometimes is um, attributed to anxiety. You know, digestive issues, uh, bowel problems. It's There's a lot of stuff that we go through daily that when you start to um, check you might find that you could um, narrow it back to anxiety. A lot of, of us go through what we call in medical terms, psychosomatic uh, presentations of our fears. So it comes out in our body as a form of sickness. Oh, my neck hurts. I've been having this neck pain for a long time. We tend to carry tension around the neck and the shoulder area. So you're having neck, shoulder pains, uh, back aches, um, by the time you trace it back, really, you might be am amazed to find out that, you know, it's a, it's anxiety that has resulted in some of those pains. So, yes, you know, you can't see excessive anxiety manifesting itself in, you know, various ailments that we go through. Insomnia, too. You know, you just said not too long ago that during yeah. the period of COVID, you yeah. found that, you know, sleeping was an issue and you had to literally talk to yourself you yeah. know self-talk yourself we thank god for god you know imagine those who don't have uh that anchor point mm. how, how difficult it might be for them so yeah it does come out in forms of sickness right thank you so much so okay how do we um so worrying leads to anxiety and how do we know when we're crossing the line? Let, let me let me explain what I mean. I remember um, talking to a friend once, and there was a situation she was in that was causing so much anxiety. And I said to her, I said, don't, you know, I was trying to use scripture, you know, don't worry about this thing. And she, I, I can never forget, she says, I can't help it. I can't help it. You know, so because I'm trying, I'm saying, remember your blood pressure. You don't want to, you know, and she says, I can't help it. So the worry had kind of crossed over to anxiety. How do you spot the difference? How do you nip it in the bud 
that okay yes so it's normal to be anxious it's normal to be a bit worried but anxiety then is taking us you know down another path which we have just said can cause sicknesses you know can lead to so many other things is there a way we can press a break you know it's always like a break that okay now it's going too far or how do you how do you get out of anxious moments as i have said for me was the word you know and just literally just god working me through so how do you make sure that worry does not become anxiety when so that person said look i can't help it i knowing the repercussions what what would you say to that um okay i think i'd like to take your question um to a slightly different direction okay uh, and i'll bring and then i'll bring it back that's fine you. yes that's fine yeah many at times the issue is with stigma and the fact that we don't understand what mental illness actually means uh why have i taken this route mm. if you um had a sore throat or you started to see symptoms of a sore throat your natural instinct would be oh let me get some lozenges all right mm. or my throat feels kind of sore maybe i should see a doctor and my doctor will be able to tell me for sure that i have a sore throat and whatever else that comes with it so when we sense physical disorder with our body we tend to be very quick to try and do something when we see signs and symptoms but because there's a lot of stigma around the word mental illness because we haven't gotten it round um our head that just as the physical body requires attention we have to maintain our physical health likewise our mental health so when anxiety or when worry goes over all right has then become a form of an illness whether it's in the early stages or the advanced stages either way it's an illness all right so what you want to do is when you start noticing that you're frequently stressed out and your regular ability to function is being impaired all right it's causing problems with your daily life one should actually step up just like you would with physical illness all right and one of the easiest things is talking mm. believe it or not talking many of us don't like to talk we notice we're feeling sad for example we're confused in our th- thinking we notice that our eating habits have gone off all right we notice we're having excessive fears and worries all right funny thoughts are going through our mind or we're getting excessively angry and hostile and violent or we're withdrawing from friends there's so many little things but what happens is we are a little bit um afraid to speak up what would people think about me you know how would people react you know i'm having constant headaches i'm having palpitations etc we don't usually want to own up to the fact that there's something not right problem yes yeah. and this comes from the fact that with mental illness it's not like physical illness where your body shuts down you are still operating certain aspects of your life 
will continue to operate okay mm-hmm. but um mentally you know you can feel it you can tell but you're not really doing much about it you're allowing yourself to keep going because you don't want people to say oh you know um is it this little thing for example or why are you being yeah you know it, it's it, it's 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 ridiculous some of the things that people would say to you so i would say the first thing is know yourself know your body know how much you can take know how far you know you can go be observant you know have i been eating well of late you know am i snapping more at other people than normal etc and when you see these things be willing to talk mm. be willing to open up be willing to keep in touch because many a times what happens is when anxiety and when we're saying anxiety now let me qualify that anxiety <laughs> disorder okay right because remember we said a little bit of anxiety is okay but yes. when you then let it go overboard then yes. it's a problem yes. keep in touch because one of the thing that happens is social isolation starts you start to avoid people unconsciously you start to pull away so you want to be deliberate we want to be able to look at ourselves and be able to say you know what i realize that i'm not operating as i normally do and be willing to talk and then like everything even with a physical illness go to the experts seek out your counselor your psychotherapist um your um psychologist even your doctor mm. because by the time you even talk to a regular doctor you know um he or she would pinpoint some basic things they will ask you some basic things and they will get you talking because mm. many a times like I said, what is anxiety it is our body's response to an assumed threat mm. but the thing is we don't realize what the what today's body considers a threat our brain and its functionality has not changed since the caveman days so you might not consider talking to your boss a threat you might not consider the traffic that you go through daily a threat because in your thinking mind everybody goes through it but to the part of our brain that deals with anxiety yeah it can in its own warped way relate that to the same way a caveman back in the days would have related a snake coming out mm. in the jungle that's how your brain is dealing with it so your brain can't tell the difference that this is the modern world and that was then it still operates in that field so that boss who constantly picks at you can cause you continued anxiety if you don't know how to deal with that boss and it can become a problem but by the time you're able to talk about it others can help to give a perspective of how to address or deal with that boss or handle that boss and so something as small as that can actually lead someone into a state of an anxiety disorder mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So, uh, you know, I think you've been able to explain how um the difference in a way between worry, you know, and then anxiety or what we would say normal anxiety and anxiety disorder because from what I've you know learned right now, once worry um goes beyond 
you know the normal thing whereby you cannot you, your normal life is being impaired so you feel that oh you know the normal things i do i can't do or it's you know it's becoming a struggle we're crossing the line mm-hmm. and so that's i think a very important point to note i've also noted that you've talked about you know the ability to open up to talk to people mm-hmm. so in a way uh, we just all need you know friends people we can trust mm-hmm. and we've also mentioned if we don't have which we, we really all should have a prayer partner a friend a sister someone no man was created to be an island mm. so having that person you can talk to but also psychologists you know there's this stigma like you said ah i have a psychologist or i've seen a psychiatrist that people are thinking wow he's mad or she's mad <laughs> <laughs> you know but that stigma has to because really you know i think the younger ones are getting it these days they understand very quickly when it's time to either speak to a psychologist if there's no other person to talk to and you know if not if all else fails do what i did talk to jesus <laughs> and he will help honestly he will help thank you so much for that so anxiety it, okay so another um just uh, just for me to really understand some of these things myself i'm sure every other person will learn from it as well so anxiety is linked to depression because most of the time when i hear people are clinically um depressed or you know every time there's a talk of anxiety so anxiety leads to depression um excessive anxiety can eventually um dovetail into depression it is possible yes um one of the things you will know is that one of the sicknesses that can come as a result of excessive anxiety is depression post traumatic stress disorder um yeah so you can yes anxiety could eventually dovetail into someone um becoming depressed their symptoms are pretty similar um but um a few things separate anxiety from depression you know um for example um I'd love to know that <laughs> because right here you know yes please go on um as anxiety moves on into depression you might find that the person is more has more uh, suicidal ideations um mm. there there with depression it's like you're in a continuous or persistent uh state of sadness a sad mood is just very you know um it's almost like you can't shake off the blues if that if that makes any sense you know it's a very thin line between the the two of them you know when you look at the symptoms in fact sometimes someone comes in saying they have anxiety you know and um it takes a while before as um as a doctor you recognize that it's more depression um than mm. anxiety because there's quite a lot of one of the quickest things do that you might find uh with um depressed people is the complete lack of motivation to do yeah. anything you know um with anxiety you can still 
operate you're moving around and stuff but um, when depression clinical depression sets in um, there's a complete and total isolation you you know you suddenly um, don't want to don't want to be get out of bed I've heard you know they don't want to get out of bed you want the curtains you know everywhere dark you know and things it's like, like that. a bloom yeah it's like yeah. a bloom you know thoughts of suicide begin to suddenly arise you know um you find that um no motivation whatsoever to do anything um personal appearance might be impaired so the person begins to um stop taking care of themselves a direct loss of interest in any pleasurable activities so this is like it's like you've gone overboard if, if that makes sense so whereas with anxiety there's a difficulty maybe carrying out your day-to-day tasks or making decisions or getting tired easily but this is like you've gone a step further you know you're not just only getting tired but now you're not even interested you're not even willing to try you know someone going through anxiety would still get up make that attempt dress up still step out and stop but as depression sets in fully you just can't get yourself to do anything you know um all kinds of thoughts start going through your mind and that's where the suicide comes in because you you know i'm not worth it you know what's this life all about etc etc it's a very thin line between the two of them yes so it's nipping it in the bud you know with all these solutions because the next thing would be okay i know we've mentioned some of it but just so that it's clear to everybody you know um how do we overcome anxiety what steps can you give us one two three four five that you know one can turn to easily that okay i'm getting anxious these are the things i can do and if you can also prefer some solutions um, to depression so we don't get to that place that we just kind of lose all hope. Can you help us with that? Mm. Our, our expert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, you see with anxiety and uh, with anxiety and depression, let me, well, let me take it from anxiety because that dovetails into it. Um, we need to understand that there really isn't a true cure for anxiety remember it is the way the body works so let me let me help a little bit here how does anxiety how does the body react to anxiety maybe if we understand the way the brain works it might help our brain is kind of split into three parts just to simplify it all right so we have what we normally call the reptilian brain okay which is at the the back our brainstem all right and this is where our survival instinct as human beings exist this is the part that takes care of your heartbeat your breathing you know your body temperature etc so let's refer to that like your survival brain mm-hmm. and then we have what i like to call the emotional brain this is where you have the limbic system all right this is the part that regulates or deals with our emotions this is also the part of the brain that actually deals with anxiety and then the third part i've just put our brains into little compartments to make it easy it's quite it's much bigger than that and then the third part i like to refer to it as the smart brain all right this is the part that controls all your uh, reading your writing critical thinking problem solving your logical brain all right now usually when i can manage my anxiety yeah 
my smart brain is in charge okay so that's what you were doing if you don't mind me using you as a oh yes example nice. yeah when you were speaking to yourself yeah. you were overriding your emotional brain and allowing your logical brain to step in so you were using the words of of um, the bible of god you know to counter the emotions you couldn't really place a hand mm. on okay so usually what happens is when a situation or a trigger occurs okay that the mind the brain sees as a threat the emotional brain takes over the whole system all right and it shuts all the others down it flags a warning straight to your survival brain and it says we need more you know we need more oxygen more air so that's that palpitation you know your heartbeat increases and you're breathing faster it's mm. in our brain saying danger 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 this is a warning you got to you know pump up the blood and stuff and then it shuts the logical brain the smart brain which normally would have said to you hang on that's not a snake that's not a bear kind of thing it yeah. shuts that brain down and takes all the resources that that brain has and sends it to the survival brain so that it can you know give you the option to flight 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 or flight yeah that's what happens so this is normal like i said but now imagine someone who is constantly in that state mm. now you begin to understand why you get fatigued you get tired you know all your energy is going in one direction you're constantly in a state of agitation so mm. you're not able to do anything now what we normally do as human beings as we evolve as we become smarter is that when that happens you trigger your smart brain and you're able to speak to your mind and say hang on there's no reason for me to be scared oh it was just this this is how i deal with it now the next time such an event arises again the brain has a new programming for it so right. it will not react as anxiety so think of for example let me use something simple we can relate to you are you know you are um, you you run a school think of a child who's afraid of exams right the child doesn't or hasn't been thought how to meet that challenge head on and realize oh it's just like doing classwork as well just that it's in a controlled environment mm. what happens is that child constantly avoids that situation every time that situation comes up when they're anxious they avoid it mm. they now trained the brain to always go into that anxiety mode with that particular situation mm. so nothing has been programmed into that brain so what what will happen every time anything that remotely resembles an examination situation so going for an interview going mm. to speak etc etc they go into that mode an anxiety mm. disorder has been created they can't come out it's become a loop in the mind mm. all right so this is where like the talking helps because when you start speaking about it then others can give you a different perspective you can look at it differently mm. and you can put like a a, a break in that cycle right. that is ongoing in your mind 
So, you know, when we understand sort of how the brain, I've made it really very simple. It's a lot more complicated than that. Beautiful, beautiful. So, when we begin to understand how the brain functions with regards to anxiety, then we understand that anxiety, in theory, cannot, you know, we can't stop it. It is the way the body um, deals with it. But what we can then do is those who find themselves in that um, situation, all right, it's to then, um, it's to train them, basically. Like reprogramming. Reprogramming. So right. when they're with a therapist, whether meeting a psychotherapist, whether meeting with their counselor, depending on what level um, their, their anxiety is at, he or yeah. she begins to help them to deal with the various triggers that they have in their life. You understand? Right. And that then yeah. begins to give them a way to cope. Now, you do have the odd situations where the person might require medication. Okay? Um, mm. Because I am more of a psychotherapist um, in training, we don't encourage medication. We believe that it's important to talk. Why do we believe that? Because we believe that the way you deal with anxiety has to do with your makeup. Every human being has uh, what has um, what has um, defined them. You know what has made them, form them into who they are today. Your genetics, which is biology, as a result of your parents and stuff. The environment you've grown up with and your experiences in life. Those three things determine how you see and deal with stuff. So when you go into things like talk therapy, they help you to look at things differently. They, you know, they help you to start to question how you used to see things, you know, look at your own genetics. So you are empowered because like I said, anxiety is normal. So it will arise. So if I pump you with medication, that's great it stops it for today but what if a different trigger comes up and you haven't been empowered you know to recognize how your own body deals with various triggers you would only find yourself back there um again so you know so talk therapy seeing your doctor um a lot of exercise those are some basic things that are good a lot of exercise, exercising, keeping active, very good for, for your men. You want to keep your, your um, mental mind exercise, eating yeah. well, drinking, believe it or not, drinking a lot of water, not alcohol. Not uh, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> yes, yes, drinking a lot of water, not alcohol. Keeping in touch with friends and family, you would be amazed at the way the world is with with everything social today. We are so social media oriented that um, we don't have relationships anymore. Yes. You, know, um, you can't put a price to being able to have someone to de-stress with at mm. the end of the day, just to chat, you know, just to make noise and yak about all the yeah, things. Laugh out loud, just... You know, I, uh, yeah, thank you so so much for these um, points. You know, I think we should just, 
we shouldn't just take ourselves too seriously. Life is not, is not, you know, when we're so serious about everything and there's, you know, like you said, with um, social media and everything, you want to do this, you want to do that, you want to be like, just, maybe we just, we just calm down and um, <laughs> take life. Yeah, let's just enjoy this life that God has given us. You know, and I feel it, it, it's a, a lot also to do with just trusting our creator. No matter what our faith, we have some, we didn't drop from heaven. We, you know, God, you know, ordained for us to be born. So I think that's also trusting, not taking ourselves too seriously and also just trusting our maker that he has a plan for us and he will, you know, achieve those plans through us. Um, thank you so, so, so much. Well, we have to go now. I'm just going to ask a quick question. So a majority of um, my audience, you know, are female. So let me ask, is it true that um, female are more prone to anxiety or male? What would you say to that? Quickly, just in... Female, 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 female. Two times more female. Have <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, why is that? Why is that? Is it that well, men... Yes, please go on. Well, just, just think about it. And this is me being a bit of a feminist now. We carry a lot more weights. We have hormones. You're going through premenstrual, postmenstrual. You know, you have the baby's side. Our social role as women is a lot. You're juggling so many balls. You're the wife, you're the mother, you're the career woman. Stuff like that all have their... How about the men, though? Um, They're doing uh, a lot. The men do a lot, but you know, just our hormones alone. Yeah, okay, so maybe the major, they don't have those kind of we are more of an emotionally focused species yeah, than the men. That's men it. Are I think it's the emotions for us. They are men will just be like, you know, they laugh it up, they go out, talk about it, have a few drinks, and they're fine. But for us, we kind of, you know, the emotions, we internalize, we're not as open, mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. Thank you so much, Josephine. I've enjoyed having this chat with you. And I hope the audience will also really, you know, enjoy everything we've been talking about. And I pray it will help someone. It will help someone. So thank you once again, everyone, for listening to my podcast. Um, I always appreciate your feedback. I would like have feedback from all our listeners. Don't forget to like and follow my social media handles, Facebook, and that's Kende Wani. Then on Instagram, it's at Kenny Wani. You can also visit my website, kendewani.com. And please don't forget to send me a mail. Send me a mail. Send the mail to info at kendewani.com. We will put it up um, somewhere for you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you once again, Josephine. It's been awesome, wonderful. I'm not, you know, I didn't expect anything less. <laughs> so we thank God. Thank you so much for everything. Bye, everyone. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye.